from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. NC State basketball got the win in the final moments against Notre Dame last night. And this one, sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Literally a last-second win. Uh, well, uh, as uh, <laughs> Dennis, go ahead and tell them your favorite stat of that of this game. That NC State led for a total of .6 seconds. Point Still six one. Seconds. Just the cur- the very, very perfect .6 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you you could only choose .6 seconds, you would choose the final .6 seconds. But it gets crazier the more you look at it. Um, with 16 minutes and 5 seconds to go in the first period, Notre Dame was up 9-4. to four. That's when ESPN's win probability shifted to Notre Dame's side, so they were predicted to win by ESPN's win probability. Um, NC State did not become favored again until 0.6 seconds left in the game. It got down as far as 94.9% favor Mm. for Notre Dame, and NC State won that basketball game. Now, here's where it gets, again, like I I don't pretend to to know everything, and I darn sure didn't see this one playing out this way. Uh, on Pack Therapy podcast, available everywhere. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, I said on the podcast that we recorded yesterday morning that one of the things NC State needed to do was find their roles. What's this role going to be? What's that role going to be? And I said DJ Burns is their best one-on-one bucket getter. I still think that's true. Last night obviously proved that. But I added this caveat, which I wish I did not add. If it did come down to a buzzer beater at the end of a game, you're probably not going to look to DJ Burns simply because you look to a perimeter player in that that instance most of the time, right? Post the moves, the 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 footwork and everything, sometimes it's not conducive to clock winding down, right? You have to wait for your defense to make a move, then you reach, I teach. It's It's all reaction down there. It's more of a dance. The perimeter players can, you know, Crossover, dribble, hezzy, pull up, and and you know that, that that's an old school Kevin Durant joke. Uh, you can create your own timeline of things. So of course, after saying DJ Burns is not the guy they would go to when they absolutely need a buzzer beater, that night they absolutely needed a buzzer beater, and they drew up a play for DJ Burns in the post. Yeah. So credit to him, credit to Coach Keats, credit to everybody for feeling it out. And most importantly, credit to DJ Burns. Easily the most impressive part of of what DJ Burns did at the end of that game was knowing there was enough time for the pump fake and the up and under. That takes a wild amount of poise. It's the clock with like five seconds or less in your brain is going five, four, three, two, one. In real life, it feels like it's going five. Four. And and it's so tempting to shoot it too early. It's so tempting. I mean, that's why the guy jumped on the pump fake, because he's thinking, there's no way he's going to pump fake. There's no time on the clock. Then he goes under, little scoop, has the wherewithal to, to get it up quickly. Uh, it, it, it was a great play. And it, and it allowed NC State to win a gosh darn ugly game. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a real hideous one. Only a mother could love. <laughs> like, it was a hideous game. But NC State won, so it's like, all right, you know, it wasn't that bad. 
Not many players on NC State played well. Nobody really scored well. Here's Kevin Keats, the coach, on winning without their top guys playing well. And, of course, DJ Burns. DJ Burns didn't play well. DJ Horn didn't play well. They didn't Jake Taylor or Casey Marcel played well. Um, when, it, when the score was tied, I wanted to get him the basketball. I knew that he would deliver for us, and I thought he did a great job. Uh, give him credit. He wasn't playing well, sit on the bench. I thought Moe and, and both Ben did a tremendous job chipping away, keeping us in the game, and he made a great play. He didn't play well, and 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 we won the game. And you won the game. There is art in winning ugly. There is skill in winning hideous. NC State shot 28.8% from the field. They shot 17.6% from three. Bruh. And they won the game. You don't give any wins back. They probably wanted to, to give this one back a couple times. Like, hey, you know, let's just, you, you know, if you're playing a video game, you take, you unplug it, you plug it back in, you, you don't save it, you start over. But they won. Here's more from Keats on finding a way to win a game when both teams, I mean, he says in the 50s, it's in the lower 50s. We got into our press, and, and I, it was about 7.45 left in the game. I think we were down 11. I talked about, hey, let's just cut this thing at the four minutes. It just happened to be two minutes left in the game by the time we got to the four-minute timeout. Um, you know, we just found a way. We did not play well. Um, you know, we couldn't score the basketball. I think a lot of it probably had, uh, you know, because we were just playing our first game back. Um, but we found a way to win the game in the 50s, and you know that doesn't happen for us. And you know that doesn't happen for us. Well, maybe you're different, Keats. Maybe this year it does happen for you. It is, it is the mark of good teams that you can win in a bunch of different ways. Now, I wouldn't bank on being able to do this often. I wouldn't go into games saying like, hey, if we, if we shoot less than 30%, if, if our leading scorers can't buy a bucket at all, if they can't hit the, the ocean from a boat, that's how we like to play. I wouldn't go that far. But I do think there is confidence in this game. Right? In the past, let's call let's call a spade a spade, right? In the past, if state shows up and they're not shooting well, it's a loss. And and the more and more that happens, the more and more inclined a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, a newcomer to the team, the more and more inclined they are to say, eh, not our night. Oh well. But you win a couple of these, suddenly everyone's engaged, everyone's locked in all the way to the end, regardless of how you're playing, because you can win ugly. Now now go win a shootout, right? Now win 102-99. Now go do that, and then you can be confident in every single type of game. We talked, it's the exact opposite of what I was worried about with State earlier in the year. Their back-to-back losses to BYU and Ole Miss were wildly different. One was low scoring, bad shooting. One was high scoring, lost in a shootout. And I went, uh-oh. If you can lose every kind of game, that's that means every loss is on the table. Right? That means every game is a potential loss. But the same is true the other way. If you win 54-52, then you win scoring in the 80s, a win is always on the table, no matter how the other team wants to play. 
It's the equivalent of a football team with, uh, you know, a great passing game, a great running game, and a solid defense. You look at the other team, go, all right, you want to, you want to mash this into the ground, you want to play it in the mud, and you want it to be uh, ball control. We'll hand it off to our running back. We'll play field position. Yeah. You want to go out there and start slinging it around and pushing it downfield. We'll open our quarterback up and see what see what happens. We'll beat you at what you do best. If you can do that, it's very empowering for a college basketball team going into conference play. And make no mistake about it, if we just boil it down to the simplicity, winning your first game when you really hit the meat of your ACC schedule, just winning the game is a big move. right? If we take away all the how did it happen, you won the game. That matters. You beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not bad. And at times they look bad last night. Well, yes. But you're not one to speak because you were right there with them. Actually, you were behind them for most of the game. So, hey, keep that to yourself. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I have heard a lot of praise for the Canes power play. They deserve it. And they deserve it. And I want, I want to dive in further. Okay. Uh, the Canes power play has been absolutely unreal over the last few weeks. And I don't want to just sit here and point it out to you, although that's fun. That's maybe the most fun radio when you find something that's awesome and, and you're really impressed by and you don't think people are talking enough about it and you just get to shine a spotlight on the awesome. That's fun. We did it yesterday. Overlooked Canes, Jack Drury, um, uh, Stefan Nason. In some ways, Fetch, because Aho is such a, a dominating figure right now. Um, and that was really fun to just say, hey, these guys are playing well. Brent Burns also playing really well. Brent Burns. It's really fun to do that. Yeah. But but there's also occasionally an element where something is going so well that everybody's talking about it, but it's very surface level, right? The Canes power play has been awesome. The Canes power play has been a pebble in the shoe of the Canes, in the skate of the Canes, for a long time. So it's almost like you know, for risk of finding out that it's all a facade, nobody wants to, like, look into it. It's like, they're playing great. I don't want to know how they're doing it. I don't want to know that it's a house of cards. I don't want to know. The Canes have 36 power play goals in 38 games this year. Only the Lightning have more than 36 for the entire season, just raw power play goals. The Canes are fifth in the NHL in power play percentage. 27.3%. But over the last 11 games, they have ramped it up considerably. Last 18 games, they have, sorry, last, I just gave away the stat. The last 11 games, they have 18 power play goals. That's darn near 1.5 power play goals per game. Yeah, that's good. Their power play percentage over the last 11 games, 40.5. Also really good. It just for reference, the league leaders in season-long power play percentage are about 30. 
Last 11 games, they're 10% better than that. If you're clicking above 25%, you have a really strong power play. Which they do season long. Season long, yeah. But for a season, you're like, oh, they're above 25%. That's a really solid power play. That's If you have four power play attempts in a game, you're scoring one. That's pretty good. And you're going at 40%. So if you get a fifth one, you're going to score a second one. Just saying. 40.5. That is a dramatic change. And I want to be clear. I know a big part of it is simple, individual, superstar effort from Ajo. All right, because if you look the last eleven games, that's a that's a, like you may say, why didn't you pick the last ten games? Well, eleven is also when when Aho has began his ridiculous streak that he's on right now. So I I cherry picked the last eleven games because that's where the numbers were most dramatic. But it has to be more than just Sebastian Aho caught fire. It has to. Sebastian Aho is really good. Really good. We praise him a ton, and and I feel like he's amongst Kane's fans. Mm-hmm. He's, like, appropriately talked about. Yeah. Everybody says, oh, he's doing great. They dive into why. They dive into how. He's he's a fully fleshed-out character by Kane's fans. National media, we'll get them around on it one day. Huh, one, but, day. one day. But but Kane's fans, I think Sebastian Ajo is, is appropriately talked about. I don't think he's good enough individually to take like a 22% power play unit and turn him into a 40% power play unit like that that to just say oh aho started playing better that's making it too simple right that's making it too simple so if you look at power their first power play unit which by the way has been a big part of this it's burns it's jarvis it's bunting and then it's the two big names in aho and fetch there's something there in the combination of all of them. I don't know if it's them fitting into the roles perfectly. I don't know if it's switching out D'Angelo out and Burns in and having him kind of play that point. Just he, he's he been around the guys more. I don't, I don't I don't know if it's bunting, bringing a little bit of like edge or or goal front presence, even though it's, it, you know, as, as Dennis pointed out to me earlier, earlier today, Jarvis is mixing it up in front of the goal quite, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Those five guys right now, you know, at the risk of being incredibly cliche and and talking about one of the all-time hockey movies while making a hockey point, kind of Conehead's line from Miracle, <laughs> right? A little bit. Where it's just like, I don't know, I, I pass, shoot, score. Like, it's just the three of us. We know where we're going to be. We're playing real well together, Herb. Like, like... <laughs> Maybe it's just they found the proper combination with their power play one with those five guys. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, that seems like you can keep those five guys on the power play one. That means it's a sustainable change. And here's the thing. That second unit doesn't really get on the ice too often because that first unit scoring so much. But the second unit score, I mean, Jack Drury got a power play goal in the last game against the Rangers. Uh, you mentioned about Ajo. You brought this up yesterday. It's like the hot streak. Mm-hmm. If he sustains this, like, well, now – is this when's the hot streak just become the norm? Yep, and and that's it's the question with Aho, and it's the same yeah. question with the power play. Mm-hmm. It's you know if if there's a three game stretch, that's a hot streak. If there's a five game stretch, that's a long hot streak. Seven game stretch, oh he's on a heater. When you start to get into like 11, 12, 14, 15, like at what point is it just a really good season that he's having, 
or that the power play is having. They just might be better than they used to be. They just might have uh, uh, developed something or found, you know, how many times have we seen an athlete where the light bulb goes off? Where it's just click, oh, look at this. He's leveled up. He's taken the leap. Now he's that dude. And it happens in every sport. And it's one of the more fun things as a sports fan to see, right? Where you see somebody go from, gosh, he's got a lot of potential to goodness, look at the way he's producing. Maybe that is Aho. Maybe that is the power play. Because the, the the frustrating part about all of the power play struggles, and and listen, when I when I got to 99.9 the fan in the offseason, the power play, every time we talked about what moves needed to be made in the offseason, every time we talked about players that needed to be added, trades that could be made, one of the number one pieces of feedback I got was somebody to help with the power play. Something's got to help the power play. Got to help the power play. Well, last I, I – I mean, is bunting the difference? The other four guys have been around. Burns has been here. Jarvis has been here. Ajo has been here. Svetch has been here. Bunting was the addition, and while I think he's a nice piece to that power play, I don't, I'm not willing to say, like, ah, that was the missing guy. What I do know is it's fun to watch. It, do, it does – like, when they go to a power play, doesn't it get more exciting now? Very much so. I mean, it's always when when they go to a power play, it's like ah, oh, I'm not I'm not turning the channel. But when they do it now, it's like everybody hush up, let's watch. There were some stretches in the past, even in recent seasons, where when the power play was out there, you're kind of like oh, oh because yeah. here's the thing: it's not like it's one thing if you're not scoring, but if you're still maintaining your momentum and you generate chances and you can build off that offensively, okay, that's fine. But there's moments, there are stretches in, in recent seasons where it felt like the power play was just sucking the life out. It's like, oh, pa- oh, damn it, we're on the power play. Can you just keep it five on five, please? Exactly. It's like um, He didn't actually clip him up high. It's like in basketball, free throws, if you hit them, they can build momentum. If you miss them, if you go 0 for 2, it like sucks the, the air out. It's like, oh, man, we just gave away free points. If your power play is just not doing its job, it's like, oh, man, we just gave away some free points there. Right, we should we should have been able to. We should have been able to. That's I mean, again, we don't have all the answers, but we're we're trying to dive into the why of it. The why has to be more than just Aho playing great. Has to. Cause Aho, I mean, he had an eight point in their six one victory over over uh the Rangers last game, which was hugely off the pace of his previous week of you know, 3.5 a game, but he is a, like, he's a point per game player. That's what he's been essentially over his career. And you'd expect him to get a little better, but the power play is not just him because he's been on the power play that struggled by the way, right? He's been, he's been around a couple years unless a light bulb went off, in which case everybody buckle up. This is going to be really fun. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.